ever stop to think that the best and worst place to live is in your mind? Think about it. We can create our own destiny or our own downfall. It all has to do with the way that we choose to think and see things. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, with your host, Dr. Paula Joyce. Dr. Paula is here with her guest experts to show you just how to change that negative way of thinking and see your world in a positive light. Now, here is Dr. Paula. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and I'm grateful to be here with and for you today. You are all part of a global community with fellow listeners from every corner of the world. Thank you for being here with and for me and for continuing to spread the word to your friends, relatives, and colleagues. A special gratitude goes this week to our listeners in the countries of the Russian Federation, Germany, and Ireland and in the states of Oregon, Indiana, and Oklahoma, and to all of you for helping us reach a new high of 142,000 listeners. Because you keep listening, Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit is a top-ranked show here on Voice America, the leader in live internet talk radio. In addition to our amazing guests, I always include a tip of the week, a silver lining story, and the name of an archangel to help you grow and heal personally, professionally, and spiritually. To open up your spiritual awareness and absorb the information in today's show at a higher level of consciousness, I encourage you to say these two sentences out loud with me. I am a peaceful soul. I am a being of light. And now for your tip for the week from my ebook, 33 Tips for Self-Empowerment. Self-empowerment connects you to your limitless higher self, giving you an inner foundation of love, eliminating fear and bringing in peace and joy. Your limitless higher self has direct access to the divine, and through that love, you can heal yourself and the planet. For today's topic, your tip is turn fear into love. Fear is an illusion. Use it to create the positive. When you go into fear, ask yourself, what quality of love do I need more of? Compassion, forgiveness, patience, empathy, understanding. Then look for ways to bring that quality of love more strongly into your life. Believe it or not, fear is a choice. So much of our day is dominated by fear that we just accept it without noticing that we always have a choice. Every thought, every word, every action is a choice. We can choose love or we can choose fear. We can train ourselves to stop, take a breath, and make a choice. The more we choose love, the more loving our lives become. Fear leads to anger, hatred, and violence. Love leads to compassion, joy, and peace. The choice is yours. I encourage you to teach yourself to ask, what quality of love do I need more of? My next workshop is Walking the Labyrinth, a Sacred Experience. The Labyrinth is a walking meditation, a path of prayer, and archetypal blueprint where psyche meets spirit. 
It dates back to Crete where it was found drawn on cave walls. There was even one on the floor of King Solomon's temple. Unlike a maze where you lose your way, the labyrinth is a spiritual tool that helps you find your way. The sacred geometry built into the labyrinth does the work for you. As you walk it, it helps you release what is hurting you, connect with the divine, and change with more ease. In our time together at the labyrinth, you'll learn about the labyrinth, walk it, and integrate what you gained. Release fear, stress, and worry. Quiet your busy mind. Hear the divine divine and your limitless higher self. Find your own answers. Open your heart to receiving. Improve your health and well-being. Create more peace, joy, and happiness and become more of who you truly are. We will walk the labyrinth Saturday, October 19th at 2 p.m. at the Episcopal Church of the Transfiguration in Dallas, Texas. This was actually the first labyrinth built in the United States and the one that I walked every week for many years. Choosing to be positive, choosing to think, see, feel, and act in new and healthier ways is the heart of Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. We all have choices, but we can't make the best choices for ourselves if we don't know what the options are. This show provides you with new information on health and healing with an emphasis on spirituality and the connection between our thoughts, emotions, and physical and mental health. We can all choose happiness, gratitude, abundance, love, peace, and positivity as we allow ourselves to know the truth of our own experiences and feel the pain of our past or present life and let it go. We open ourselves up to the joy of being fully alive in every moment. We change the energy in our body and literally become younger and healthier, feel lighter and have more energy. We truly know and feel the joy, beauty, and love in our lives. My show helps you do that by providing you with new and information, perspectives, and techniques, inspirational stories, and guests who are thought leaders in their field like our guest today, Frankie Picasso, who is here to talk about her father's journey from persecution to perseverance. I received this email last week from a regular listener, Risa, who wrote, Dear Dr. Paula, I wanted to thank you for your wonderful, thoughtful radio program. It has been a stable, positive force in my life over the past four years, ever since I left my native land of Los Angeles. While I continue to wander, there are a few programs that bring me back home, and yours is one of them. I always appreciate the topics you explore with your knowledgeable guests and your respectful, calm, and humble attitude toward them. Though you are obviously a wise woman, there has never been a moment when I felt you are not genuinely interested in and inquisitive about your guests' backgrounds and philosophies. Congratulations on a wonderful show. And after last week's episode with Maureen St. Germain on accessing the Akashic Records, I received this email. I was taught about the Book of Life during my church experience as a a youth. However, it was used more as a way of scaring us. At least that's the way I see it now. I was told that everything we do is recorded and that on Judgment Day, everything about us was going to be read out loud and we would be judged by the balance between good and evil. 
Now, thanks to Maureen and you, I can see the benefit of these recordings as a help to our earthly development. I appreciate Maureen sharing her knowledge on how to access this information and use it to understand our lives better and to make better decisions. Another listener wrote, your show was awesome. What great energy, and I love the prayer Maureen shared at the end for us to say daily. I'm already using it. If you miss this show, I encourage you to listen by clicking on the episode link on this page. For more on accessing information from the spiritual realm, please listen to some of our shows like November 19, 2015 with Belinda Womack, Heal Your Life with the Archangels. November 5th, 2015 with Robert Moss, Signs, Symbols, and Synchronicity, and October 1st, 2015 with Jane Katra, After Death Communication. You can hear these shows or any others that you may have missed or want to listen to again. That's the beauty of having the shows on demand. You have easy access anytime, day or night, allowing you to listen when it fits your schedule or when you need hope, comfort, or inspiration. Whenever it is, I'm here for you. Now it's time for my silver lining story. I recently posted on Facebook an article from June 9, 2016 by Steve Riley with this caption, Donald Trump often portrays himself as a savior of the working class who will protect your job. But a USA Today network analysis found he has been involved in more than 3,500 lawsuits over the past 30 years, and a large number of those involve ordinary Americans who say Trump or his companies have refused to pay them. One of my Facebook friends, Paul, commented, Who cares? He has turned this country around in the right direction. Economically, emotionally, spiritually, and most important, we have God back in the White House to where we can say Merry Christmas again. Seriously, every one of you are hypocrites and have some sort of baggage. I responded, Paul, thank you for sharing your perspective. You may have missed a few points, like the spreading of abuse toward women, the LGBTQ community, all people of color, the environment, and anyone who does not celebrate Christmas as their religious holiday. I'm happy for you that you have benefited. People like myself, female and Jewish, have not benefited. In case you think this is liberal propaganda, Please check the statistics on the rise of hate crimes since President Trump has been in office. In addition to the despicable conditions toward our fellow human beings who are seeking a better life, just like our ancestors, yours and mine, did by coming to the United States of America. Of course, I didn't change his opinion, but it did cause me to think more about what is happening in our country, how far we've strayed from the principles upon which our nation was founded, and how we've always had confusion between our stated values and our actions. We are a nation of immigrants, yet we are prejudiced toward new immigrants, We don't have gas chambers at our borders, yet we have unlawful imprisonment, sexual abuse, deprivation of food, water, and soap, inadequate medical care, and unsanitary conditions, which lead to the spread of disease, death, and lifelong trauma. 
We fought for freedom from England, yet we stole people from their homelands and made them into our slaves. We fought to free people from concentration camps in Europe, yet we imprisoned everyone who was Japanese ancestry in our own form of concentration camps, even if they were born in America or had become American citizens. We believe in equality for all, yet women and people of color still are not equal in earning ability or in any other way. We believe in religious freedom and have legal separation of church and state, yet our Congress hosts a by-invitation-only Christian prayer breakfast every year, and we have a national church in Washington, D.C., Private property is protected, yet we stole land from the Native Americans and those who we didn't kill with smallpox infected blankets we confined to reservations, which were nothing more than a small portion of their own land. The missionaries preach, love thy neighbors thyself to the Hawaiian people, yet they stole their land for themselves." We fought to free people from German concentration camps, yet we sent back thousands of Jews to Europe to die. Another 300,000 Jews could have been allowed into America and still been within legal immigration quotas at the time. Earlier in our history, women were not allowed to vote or own land. It was illegal to be a homosexual. Jews had to change their name in order to get a job. Slaves were considered property and black boys and men were lynched just for looking at a white woman. Many are still fighting for their rights for their rights. Abortion continues to be a legal question and not a personal decision. The Equal Rights Amendment has not been passed, and it is still not safe to be LGBTQ. We value independence, yet we are prejudiced toward people who are not straight, not white, not Christian, not male, not American-born. Some people like to say they miss the America before Donald Trump, but all of these preceded his rise in politics. Everything was not as wonderful as we like to portray it. We say what we want, we see what we wanted to see, and we believe what we wanted to believe. It's time for America to acknowledge who we really are. Then we can determine who we want to become. I personally would not be alive today if my family had not been allowed to immigrate to America in the 1920s. My grandparents fled religious persecution in Russia and Poland. All of my relatives who stayed in Poland died in concentration camps. Not one person survived. I wrote this poem in May 2001 about the women in my family who came before me. My legacy, three generations of women, separate and one, lying on the ground, playing out assigned roles, mouths on fire, insides ablaze, waiting, all grown up before their time, mothering their mothers, mothering their siblings, no childhood, only responsibility. Great grandma married at 13, still wanting to play in the sandbox. No, you're a married woman, widowed at 25, my grandmother 10, now the mother. No time to play, no time to relax, no time to express your soul. Grandma had dreams, too, something better for her children. No more pogroms, no more terror, no more hiding. 
But what about her? No husband for nine years. She sent him to America. He earned their passage twice. The first time money lost at sea. Nine years of a one-room shack, nine years of being a wet nurse and laundress, nine years of pogroms, war, fear, food lines, nine years of isolation from family. You sent our son, brother, nephew away. At seven, my aunt, now the mother, no time for self, no self to make time for. Help others, work hard. At 16, the money arrived. America, the land of opportunity, balls of fire popping on her tongue, stuck in her throat. Clean, sew, cook, night school, don't read the newspaper, there's always work to do. Now, no one is looking, turn on the radio, dance, laugh, sing, a married woman, a mother, and finally, playing. And me, The fourth generation, what's my legacy? Strength, courage, endurance, joy and sadness, an open heart. I am standing up, my mouth on fire, my insides ablaze, no longer waiting. Our guest today, Frankie Picasso, is an international socialpreneur, talk show host, and champion for change who has been transforming lives and influencing culture for 30 years. She's a certified life business and master coach, trainer, author, artist, activist, HuffPost contributor, a member of the Canadian Association of Journalists, and a philanthropist specializing in the impossible. She founded the Good Radio Network and is the host of Mission Unstoppable Radio, Frankie Sense, and more. Her fourth book, For Want of 40 Pounds, is a bestseller. Frankie was nominated for the international thought leaders and influencers who are changing the world. You're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. As Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said, hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. And Mahatma Gandhi said, be the change you want to see in the world. Mother Teresa said, I alone cannot change the world, but I can cast a stone across the waters to create many ripples. If you believe this while listening to the commercials, go to my website, drpaulajoyce.com, to like and recommend us on Facebook. Read about and register for my new workshop, Walking the Labyrinth. Your question for today is, what quality of love do you need more of in your life? Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Frankie Picasso to talk about her father's journey from persecution to perseverance. what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Be the best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a -a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session. Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems, and unleash your inner power. Visit PaulaJoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, at 214-208-3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214-208-3533 or visit PaulaJoyce.com today. Time for a fresh perspective from leadership development to team building and re-imaging your mission. 
Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the life doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit with Dr. Paula Joyce. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Dr. Paula at drpaulajoyce.com. Now, back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I always appreciate hearing from you, my listeners, and as a top-ranked show, when you choose to advertise with me, you reach hundreds of thousands of people. If this interests you or if you want to help sponsor the show or become part of the conversation today, please call 888-346-9141 or email drpaula at drpaulajoyce.com. I love you and I value you and I love you too and what you have to say. So please let me know what's on your mind and heart. And I hope you wrote down what quality of love you need more of in your life. And I'm so pleased to welcome Frankie Picasso to our show to talk about her father's journey from persecution to perseverance. Well, thank you so much, uh, Paula, for inviting me to your show. And I just want to say, if people are just joining, please go back and listen to the first 25 minutes of this show, because you will have missed something so important and so amazing. Uh, Anything I have to say now does not even compare to that. So please go back and listen to that. Oh, thank you so much. And and you have your... We each have our unique contribution. I I value and truly appreciate what you just said. And I'm also looking forward to what you have to share to us, uh, with us, and, and tell us. Um, I, I, tell us why you wrote this book and, and why now? Um, what is, what was the motivation? Well, my dad allowed me to write it now. Ah. He didn't talk about his story, and he didn't talk very much about his history. He was 93 at the time of the writing. He's going to be 95 this coming March. And he 
you know, finally said, it's okay, it's time. He didn't want to think about it. I don't think he, he, he doesn't visit the past very often. He's always a forward thinker. And so people had heard bits and pieces of his history. Nobody had heard the whole history. And, but every time they heard something, they said, oh my gosh, Bert, you should write a book. You should write a book. Well, this is my fourth book. And, and I said, you know, I'd like to write this book. My dad's you know, really, literally my hero. And, and I said, if any, he goes, well, you know, you're the writer in the family. My brother's a doctor and a lawyer and a, you know, architect, but you're the, you're the writer. So, okay, you can write the book. And it was really important to me that I get it right. And so I did invite um, a co a co-author to write the book with me, uh, Peter Jennings, the Canadian author. And I asked Peter to do the interviews of my family and to write the the book from you know historical perspective and Bert's story and and I would be the color commentator I'd be the insider who knew the family secrets kind of, so to say and and just make sure that um, you know the story came out and unfolded we wrote separately and which was interesting uh, and and that it came together as it did it was it's kind of kind of neat. Well, it it was clearly you were separate physically, but you weren't separate spiritually. You were connected, yeah, and working to the same goal. It it, it really is a, a beautiful and powerful story. I can and I can understand. I know my parents, as I mentioned, fled. Um, well, their families did um, Europe, and my mother actually was born in Poland, and 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 they didn't want to talk about it. There was too much pain. I mean, my aunt would say, you know, there's nothing but sadness. Why why would I want to talk about it? So, and I think that's true of a lot of people who survive trauma. Is they just want to bury it. But it's so important to talk about and to share these stories for people to understand the courage and the um, fortitude and the commitment it takes to leave home. And your your father was thirteen. Yeah, he had just he just turned thirteen because that was in March. His birthday is March eighteenth, so March nineteen twenty five. He had just turned thirteen. You know, probably should have been having a bar mitzvah, and instead. Um, took off to save his family and you know he it's a young age but I guess at that time you know girls were getting married and so people were a little bit more mature he was still a schoolboy, only was just out of grade eight and um you know playing soccer and swimming and and now all of a sudden he's put in this position where he thinks I'm gonna I'm gonna save the family my my dad's in a, in a camp my mother's uh, store has been taken from her they've been moved from their apartment their nice home to um you know, a a ghetto area. And my dad used to be a runner for, um, he would run milk and and different sundries to the prostitutes. They were the only ones with money, but all that dried up. And so when the money dried up, you know, he looked at his prospects and really the only country he could think of to go to was England because he thought, well, they might take me in. They're not like the rest of Europe. And so uh, that's where he went. And that's where he decided to walk to. And so, you know, he, he told his mom, I'm going, I'm going to save you. And he walked, you know, it was close to 1,500 kilometers from Vienna to Amsterdam to the docks where he had to stow away on a ship to get to uh, cross the English Channel to England. And, and go ahead. 
No, I was just going to say, you know, he, his first language, his only language at the time was German. And when he got to Amsterdam, you know, he didn't understand a lot of the people, but he heard some some sailors speaking German. And so he walked up to them and he said, you know, can I get on the ship? How can I get to England? And they said, well, do you have money? And he said, no. And they said, well, come back at midnight and we'll see what we can do. And he did. And, and that sailor got got him and his buddy aboard the ship into the hull and they stowed away. Um you know, until they got to to England. But I, I just wanted to say, when I was talking to my dad about the journey, because uh, Peter said, weren't you afraid, Bert? And, and I'm like, yeah, like, you know, like, you didn't have a map, you didn't have money, you didn't, like, how did you know where you were going? And and they went through Germany at night, because if the, you know, uh, the Estes had seen them, they would have definitely been been killed. And, and he said, well, the most embarrassing thing to him was that he stole food and clothes. So he said, we, you know, we would go to a market maybe or an orchard uh, farm and we would, you know, steal clothes off the line that was hanging to dry or food from, from this market. And he, and he goes that, and you can see he was so embarrassed by it because like he, he wouldn't think of stealing today. Um, but you know, it's survival. I, I, yes. And, and there weren't a lot of choices. Um, no. And and it's sad the th- and the guilt that he carried. I'm sure that's one of the reasons he didn't want to talk about these things. Mm-hmm. Um, the guilt that he carried as a person who has compassion and kindness and and positive values. Um, he knew that he was doing harm to someone else, and yeah. yet he had to survive. Um, the 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 cycle that got. Um, started with all of the cruelty uh, in in um, Hitler's regime had ramifications that affects generations um, because uh, what we know now about epigenics is that that trauma gets built into our DNA and gets passed down to the younger generations. Yes, and if if you go to Germany today, it's evident in in their young people. They're so embarrassed by their history, and they want to make up for it for so badly, and they want to prove that you know they they don't feel that way about people and, and about Jews and about you know gays or anybody. They just want to say like we're good people, and they want you to know that. And I thought that was just really you know so poignant when when I went there. Um, I was there a couple of years ago, and in Munich and. Um, and, and I thought, wow, you know, like I felt bad for them because they're they're trying to make up for their grandparents' mistakes. Well, and and I think we all do in in one way or another. Mm-hmm. We carry on the legacy. I mean, you talk about the legacy, and I do think that part of the legacy that we all have is correcting. Um, the the challenges, the difficulties, the wrongs, um, however you want to phrase it, that our the previous generation faced, and how can we transform that energy and turn it into something good? Well, I've seen my dad do that time and again, and mostly, you know, it, it's evidential when he 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 speaks to everybody, regardless of of status or money or race or religion or anything exactly the same. And I remember when he had become a senior executive in Toronto, it was probably during the 60s and there he was invited to a lunch at a, at a country club. 
that was WASP, White Anglo-Saxon Protestant, and Jews were not allowed in there. And, you know, he had to decline. He says, I can't because, you know, I'm not allowed to come in. And I said, how did that make you feel? Like, aren't you angry? And he says, no, no, they're just ignorant. You know, and, wow. and so he, he never carried hatred. He's, I've never seen evidence of hatred in him for anybody, really. I mean, maybe not, not even really with his dad, who was a horrendous person. He never, he, he, there's never words of hate. Bad by anyone. What, what a beautiful soul. Um, yeah, he is. <laughs> he really um, so much. Well, and, and what a beautiful legacy for you and a beautiful role model, someone who's able to not personalize it, but to see the bigger picture and to see the um, fear, really, that drives people and doesn't allow them to see the truth. You know, he um, when he dedicated the book to the immigrants, which I was so pleased that you had mentioned in your promo and in, in your opening, because it's so important to remember where we came from. And I am I am not first generation. My children are first generation here in this country, in Canada. And, you know, I was born in Austria, too. So it's I'm just so thrilled that, you know, they can this is their home and, and that they're that, you know, see themselves as Canadian more than anything. But, I mean, and I, I think of this country as home, and I would hate for somebody to look at me and go, no, it's not your home. You know, after 50-some-odd years or 60 years of being here, it's like, yeah, it is. I, I, this is my home, and I've contributed, and, I, you know, my dad contributed, and, and the people before him contributed to building these cities. Who do they think? I mean, there's there's Chinese restaurants in every single you know, city and town in America and Canada because they built the railroad. You know, there's evidence of these people through through history. There, there's, you know, the Polish built the cities and then the Italians came to build the cities and, and the Irish and the, I mean, all, you see all these waves of immigrants who came in and put their stamp on cities and you know, you know, their areas and you know what they did and their contributions. So to think that the next wave would be any different is ridiculous. Well, and it's the country you chose. I mean, so so we should be honored that people chose to come to our country, whether it's Canada or the United States of America or wherever it is, Mm -hmm. um, and and to to welcome people who choose to be among us rather than see them as um, evil or a threat or to um, draw a picture of them of, of, as something less than human. Like, um, imagine if North Americans, with our, you know, standards, were to, to immigrate to another country, and you as a, as a, you know, doctor, let's say a PhD, was not allowed to use your status and had to become a taxi driver for the next 30 years. And would you go, I'm not doing that. I'm beyond that, you know, I'm above that. And yet, when you see them come here, doctors and, philo- and, and, and people with PhDs and, and scientists, and, and they're relegated to driving cabs, and you don't see the anger. You don't see it. It's not there. They're just happy to be in a place where they're not being shot at, where their families can thrive, where their children can eat, where they can go to school. Like, that's the important thing for immigrants is that, you know, they're not, they have a chance to actually breathe and live. A good life. 
Exactly. And they do it for not only themselves, but for their children. It's Mm -hmm. like they have chosen to sacrifice themselves in many ways in order to create a better life for their the next generations. So when I saw that, that wave of immigrants on, on you know trying to from Mexico and they're trying to be stopped and and you look at their home life and you look at what is going on in their country and my heart breaks for them and thinking you know why can't you put yourself and your family in there in there you know see yourselves down there when people are you know opening your doors and shooting you for no good reason or or stealing your your youngest or oldest daughters and and raping them and and doing all kinds of horrific horrendous things for no reason other than they can you have no money but they want money i mean it's just a powerless horrible situation and i don't understand why we cannot you know see ourselves and put ourselves there and go, oh my gosh, we have to do something to help them. How can anybody not want to help them? It's beyond me, Dr. Paul. It really is. Um, and and I agree with you. And I think that's a, a good thought um, to, uh, to pause now and take a break and come back and look more at your father's life and the comparisons to today. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life while you're listening, Nourishment of the Spirit, while you're listening to the commercials. Go to my website, um, drpaulajoyce.com, to sign up for my newsletter. You'll receive the information on all our shows and the chapter on my ultimate creative problem-solving process for my best-selling book, which will help you release hidden fears and blockages to hearing your soul, your true self, your inner wisdom, healing at deep levels, and getting what you truly want in life. This process came to me in that space that Albert Einstein talked about between sleeping and waking. It was a gift from the spiritual realm that helps my clients align their conscious and unconscious mind and move forward with ease and speed. They change from the inside out, creating lasting change and self-empowerment. Now in your paper, write down, how has Frankie's father's life inspired you? Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Frankie Picasso to talk about her father's journey from persecution to perseverance. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Be the best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a -a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session. Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems, and unleash your inner power. Visit PaulaJoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, at 214-208-3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214-208-3533 or visit PaulaJoyce.com today. Time for a fresh perspective from leadership development to team building and re-imaging your mission. Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. 
Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit with Dr. Paula Joyce. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Dr. Paula at drpaulajoyce.com. Now, back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. Welcome back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. And I hope you wrote down how Frankie's father's life inspired you. Remember to listen at the end of the show to learn how Archangel Jopeb can help you. And I'm so glad we're here with Frankie Picasso talking about her father's journey from persecution to perseverance. Um, Frankie, you titled the book For Want of 40 Pounds. Why is that? What's the importance of that? Interesting. I actually didn't want that title, <laughs> but my dad wanted that title. So I thought, okay, it's his book. Um, the 40 pounds is not weight. It is, it is British currency. And when my dad was in, um, in England, he was given a choice. He, you know, they'd gone into a camp similar to what the immigrants here go into. And um, as the field hands and all the men were joining the army, they now had to get involved. Uh, they were desperate. The farmers were desperate for, for hands. And so they said, you can go work on a farm if you want. And he kind of, you know, sign language understood that. So he went to work on a farm and, you know, slowly learned, learned English. But um, a letter had arrived from his mother and it said that Hitler had given them a window of opportunity to get out of the concentration camps and to leave um, Austria if they had 40 pounds and that's they needed 40 pounds to pay their way out to get onto the boat the boat was in Genoa and um, in Italy and they could leave and so of course my dad took it to Reverend Staunton was the owner of the village and the farm and he took it to the reverend and he said you know here's this letter from my mother and he and he says well you know, can you give me the money? And he goes, well, let me think on it. And he took the letter and he, you know, took it away. And I guess he wanted to make sure it was true. And um, he sent, so he did send the money. He goes, but if I send the money, you know, how are you going to pay it back? And he said, well, I'll, I'll work. I'll, I'll stay and I'll work it off. And so that's what he did. Now, 40 pounds today's currency is around $70. And that was five years of his life that he worked off. So wow. it was crazy, a little bit of indentured servitude, I would say. But Mrs. Staunton, um, the reverend's wife, you know, really took to my dad. And so she started to give him English lessons and comportment lessons and, you know, how to uh, sit at a table and eat and drink properly. Life lessons for later on. Maybe she saw something. Who knows? But uh 
and and today, you know, my my father with his grade eight education really can walk into any room and sit at any table and give a speech like nobody's business. Um, can't write that well, but he can he can certainly talk and he knows which which fork to use and and uh, he would not be embarrassed. So thank you to to Mrs. Staunton for that. Well, and that yes, and that's clearly a silver lining. Yes. And and you know, there's there's a theme here that I want to point out that I think we often miss when we talk about these kinds of um, experiences that your father had. The helpers along the way, mm-hmm. like the German sailor who um, who helped him, and I'm sure made sure he was fed. And I mean, that's a long journey if you don't have food. Yeah. So, you know, must have taken care of him and made sure that he survived the journey. There, um, there are uh, people and, and the reverend's wife, even though the reverend put your father in, a, in, a, in an indentured servant kind right. of situation, she really took that opportunity to help him mm-hmm. um, it, 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 with learning skills that would help him the rest of his life. So there are always these people along the way who... Our helpers are, or God's angels on earth. Well, one thing about Reverend Staunton, you know, he, he insisted that everybody go to church on Sunday. And my dad said, well, I'm Jewish. I, I can't go to church. He goes, God is God. So I think that was the first lesson for him that, that religion doesn't matter. You know, it, it's not about uh, what, what dogma you're, 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 you know, working off of. It is that we're human beings and God is one God for everybody. So I think that was a big a big eye opener for him and and kind of carried him through his life really the way he looks at people right and and that was his way of looking at it you know there are a lot of ways that he could have looked at it but there was something unique about your father that he was able to see that truth mm-hmm. rather than somebody forcing him to go to church that it was really allowing him an opportunity to pray to God. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's really important that people have to remember today is that, you know, we all believe in God and whatever God it is that you believe in, um, we're, we're hoping and wishing for the same things and praying for the same things. We want, you know, the best health for our families and we want food for our families and we want peace on earth. And so, Remember that it doesn't really matter if you're Jewish or Christian or Muslim or whatever it is that you are. They're all praying for the same things. Exactly. We all want a better life for ourselves and our children. We all want um, to, well, most of us anyway, want want harmony and want um, a better world. And want to be loved and to to give love. That's what our soul wants. And some of us have been so hurt in life that we can't access that. Right. But at heart, that's who we all are. Right. So they're really, you know, as human beings, we're not so different. <laughs> you know, no matter what, we're just really looking, most of us, as you said, are looking for the same thing. And if that soul is, is hurting, well, that soul's going to go through a, a few journeys I think, to to come to that same understanding eventually. 
Um, Yes, I I agree with you. And we tend to emphasize differences, whereas if we looked at the similarities, Mm -hmm. we would have a very different world and very different response to the immigrants and and so on. Um, I wondered if very quickly we could segue to your father's business life because he went bankrupt. We only have about two minutes, but he went bankrupt and then became a millionaire in his, what, 70s or 80s? (laughs) Well, he he had been a millionaire in his 50s, lost it all in his 70s, and, and, you know, reestablished a business in his, you know, 70s and 80s to when he had his second retirement and, you know, made back, you know, a good portion of his money and which is really his, his spirit. And it's, you know, think you can, think you can't, either way you're right, other way you're right. And it's, it really is that with him. He believes that he can do it. He tells others that they can do it. He told me I could do it. And so, you know, you believe, you believe him and, and he, you know what? He, he's the uh, example of, of his thought. So there you go. <laughs> well, and, and his attitudes that you can yes. take life and as, as hurting you as ain't it awful, this is just terrible. And a lot of us go through that, but it seems like your father just always looked at, okay, that happened. Now what can I do? Yes. I, to move forward and create the life I want. You know, one of the, the big things that, that hit me at the beginning of the show when you were talking about choice is the reason that a lot of people don't choose, you know, a certain thing is because then they would have to take responsibility for their life. You know, we take responsibility when we make a choice. If it just happens to us, well, oh my goodness, you know, I couldn't do anything about it. Well, you know, my dad chose to live the life that he wanted. He chose to uh, look forward. He chose to be happy. He chose to make money. He chose to have a family. He chose all of the good things in his life. And he took responsibility for that too by saying, okay, I got to pull up my bootstraps and, you know, dig in. Right. And even at 70, something he didn't give up. He's, he's, some people would say, all right, I, I've done this too many times. I can't mm-hmm. do this again. Yeah. And he didn't. He took the challenge and, <laughs> and created a, another success and along the way employed a whole bunch of people. Yes. And you know what? I hope I'm just like him. <laughs> Well, based upon everything that I've read about you in this conversation, I think you are, Um, and uh, you're welcome, and I appreciate your sharing him with us and you with us and and the legacy, and I hope um, this inspires others to know that we can create the life we want. We do have choices, and I encourage everyone to purchase Frankie's book, For Want of 40 Pounds, by Peter Jennings and Frankie Picasso, and to visit her website, Unstoppable Frankie Picasso, and that's Frankie, K-I-E, FrankiePicasso.com, UnstoppableFrankiePicasso.com. Unstoppable. Thank you so much. I truly appreciate it. Um, and I... Um, value you and what your contribution is to the world. Thank you. Thank you for sharing this book with everybody. I really, really appreciate it. 
Thank you. My pleasure. And thank all of you for joining us for Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you enjoyed today's show, please go to drpaulajoyce.com, like us on Facebook, register for my next workshop, Walking the Labyrinth, read my latest blog, learn about my services, including coaching, speaking, hands-on healing, remote healing, past life regressions, reading from your Akashic Records, house and office clearings, dream interpretation, or to sponsor one of my experiential workshops, such as Dissolving Fear and Anxiety, Discovering Hope and Silver Linings, or the Ultimate Creative Problem Solving Process. And if you mention this show, you get a 10% new client discount on my coaching, which I do in person over Skype or on the phone. When you work with me, you get support guides and healing from the spiritual realm. The archangels, angels, and guides of a high and positive spiritual nature work through me and directly with my clients. My process helps you remove hidden blockages and connects your mind, body, and soul, resulting in faster progress and profound healing emotionally, mentally, and physically. My private and corporate clients improve their wealth, health, and relationships. Click on the link to contact me and see for yourself. Now I'm going to introduce you to Archangel Joe Peb, who is over fear. Ask for his help daily in addition to whoever else you pray to in order to remove your fear. Use your own words or say something like, Archangel Joe Peb, I give you permission in a positive way only to help me replace fear with compassion. Pay attention to signs, synchronicity, and new information. This is a process, not an event. Trust that he is helping you because he is. Please join us next Thursday right here when Dina Miriam will share the untold story of Sita, September 19, when Evelyn Reisdyke will talk about the Nepalese shamanic path and September 26, when Peter Buzardi will discuss the nine emeralds of wisdom for a fearless life. I want to hear what's on your heart and mind, so please keep sending me your questions, comments, and silver lining stories. This is Dr. Pauly, your CM or chosen mom, as designated by Dr. Bernie Siegel. Remember, you are loved. All is loved. Just let that feeling wash over you and through you. Bless you and have a beautiful week. Thank you for tuning in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Please join Dr. Paula Joyce and her guest experts next Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until then, have a positive week.